Welcome to the manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors. Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. Damn it. I'm going to keep going. I'm Jody. <laughs> Sounds good. That's less for me to edit. And, and, and I'm Santa James. <laughs> I'm not sure what you bring, but it's not gifts. <laughs> oh, it's a gift. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> they got not even one shot of penicillin will take care of that. <laughs> What's that, doctor? It's it's just all of it. <laughs> it's, it's it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> I don't know what you got, but this might this might help take care of it. That's a, this, this is what we call a penicillin cocktail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just so you know, I usually have somebody buy me dinner before they check me there. <laughs> oh, great! Now I have a Monty Python song in my head. <laughs> Which one? Medical love song. <laughs> Inflation, inflammation of the foreskin. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to a Christmas joyous episode. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about gifts that keep giving, so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maybe you should get that checked. <laughs> uh, ben, glad to meet you. <laughs> Uh yes. All right, before we get started, uh-huh. I, I, I need to know what you're drinking because it's not what I thought it was, which is why we changed our topic tonight. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. Actually, I was I was I, I said, I'm I I'm well, drinking. I was, I was, I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm drinking what what I called what I referred to earlier as the nativity beer. Ooh. Or one one of the nativity beers. Did you did you by chance get this from a collection of nativity beers? <laughs> I I did. <laughs> who did the person who gets you this explain other people she talked to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can, I can. She she was she was gonna wait until today to give it to me. And she started talking about advent calendar, getting out advent calendars the other night because we bought some at Target. So I was like, okay, she she had hinted that she'd seen one on Facebook that she wanted. So I'd ordered it and she brought up these other two advent calendars that we'd got at target. And I was like, uh, let me go grab that one. So I got it. And then she was like, okay, come downstairs. She was like, okay, this is what James and I were talking about. This was the conspiracy. <laughs> I was like, that is fucking cool. So, is. so I am, I am having my Menhaus craft brewery from Wisconsin. I think it is. American wheat ale. It's it's in their Advent beers box. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's a case. It's a case. Well, true with that with that many, yeah. Yeah, that's it's got twenty four. Just just as a heads up, that's not what I'm drinking now. But uh huh, because somebody <clears throat> Rebecca <clears throat> yes, <laughs> had mentioned that she found it for you and and told me about it, which which was the conspiracy that Jody and I have mentioned a couple times. Uh huh. I too opened mine and I had my Minhas American wheat ale <laughs> about about an hour ago when I was having dinner. There you go. But I, I knew we were good. Well, I, I assumed we were going to record, you know, it was one of those things that we planned on, but you know, who yeah, knows? 
so so uh at um 4 30 i said hey i sent her a message saying did you give jody the beer tree today and she goes yes i'm like all right because i don't want to show him if he had it yet <laughs> yes yes i uh had to, had to search around on the boxes where the fuck is number one <laughs> I, I did too was yours on the uh, like toward, like just above center line left <laughs> yep and yeah, well you know i'm assuming that they're all the same <laughs> yeah no it's it's not bad it's not bad i'm enjoying it i, I liked it it went yeah. good with my mexican food it took me forever to find the fucking name of the brewery on the can though I, I actually didn't look on the can. I looked on the app that shall not be named, and I simply looked up Advent Wee Ale, and the picture matched what I had. So I'm like, that must be it. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> In fact, I just tagged you because I didn't want to. I, I already had loaded it, like logged my rating. Uh-huh. And then as we're talking, I went back and I edited it and tagged you because I'm like, all right, she said he knows, but has he tried it yet? <laughs> yeah. Nope, I was waiting. To, <laughs> that's part of the reason I wanted to record tonight. I, I see we rated it the same. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great, but it was really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm liking it. So, yeah, but but I I, I already had that. So I, as we record, uh, just, just keep moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having BrewDog, ah. which is, is technically a Scottish company, but I'm having one of the ones that's brewed in Ohio, U.S. Uh, it is their, um, it's a Butte, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Pecan, and Toffee Stout. Pecan and toffee. Wow, that sounds good. It smells. I've not had a drink yet, but it's 7.5 and it is uh oh wow, I should have got the six pack instead of the single. I'm going back and getting more of this. <laughs> wow. Wow, that is a beaut. Holy shit. Nice. Damn. Damn, that is that is rich, thick, decadent, toffee, pecan, nutty, stouty, roasty. Holy crap. Pecan. Pecan. <laughs> Actually, I say pecan because I'm from the Midwest, but I've got a, a sibling who says pecan, and it gets stuck in my head because we just Thanksgiving wasn't very long ago. Huh? Huh? And don't don't they say pecan down south? Some people do. Right. Some people do. The people who are wrong. <laughs> well, you're looking up whatever damn thing. I'm not gonna rate my beer until later, but it, it'll get a good rating. Whew, damn. Okay. Anyway, should, should we move on with our episode? Yes. So this episode is one I've been thinking of since our first Christmas season. I, I wasn't even anywhere near ready for it. But after that first season, I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. And that was, what, four years ago? <laughs> three, um, three, four? Three, four, yeah, four. Four, four yeah. Four, four. Four. Ooh, damn. Shit. Four. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> I did. Where's my money? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> this this was um, so all right. So that first season of of Christmas things, we talked about some some just some fun stuff. And and as I'm researching other possible Christmas things, I I found some interesting information on how America actually like created our American Christmas holiday. Oh, so my American wheat ale is apropos. It is because it's American. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I finally, I finally thought, screw it. This year, I'm going to do it. Yeah. That's usually I, the way things get done. <laughs> screw it. Finally, four <laughs> years later. <laughs> I feel like a SpongeBob episode. Four years later. 
anyway. <laughs> and so I've got some notes on how a group of people created America's concept of Santa Claus and Christmas. Oh, these, these wouldn't happen to be marketing people, would they? <laughs> Not at first, no. Oh, okay. But they do become marketing people by the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good call. But well, here, a brief recap before I actually get into my notes. Uh -huh. uh, remember, America was founded as much on Puritanism, those fuckers. Yes. As anything else. And the Puritans, the Roundheads, the Cromwellians, those skanky whores assholes that sodding fuckers uh-huh they they did not like christmas nope they, they did not like christmas they did not like singing they did not like drinking they did not like joyous times you you had to be all solemn and just go to church and and you have to be calm and not have fun so they said outwardly while, while they spanked each other with uh dead chickens and private <laughs> yep <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so America. That's, that's another episode. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let you put the notes together for that. <laughs> but but I'll be ready for it. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> the the episode or the chickens? Uh, uh huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. America didn't really have a lot of Christmas for a long time. Uh, and and the, the the Chris and this will be part of my notes. But the main part is is back in the day in the colonial times is not a lot of actual Christmas. But but as we became a country, Christmas was kind of a drunken slosh fest because we didn't have anything like culturally American Christmassy. Hmm. Which, Interesting. Which, which, yeah, which which is uh not re really people wanted. They wanted well here we'll get into the notes. But they wanted people to be able to enjoy it. You could have a drink. Mm -hmm. It's family oriented. It's not just about getting drunk, but it's not just about going to mass or church or service. It's mm -hmm. it's about a combination of everything. Yeah, it's about crossing the Delaware River and attacking the British in Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah, fucking Germans. Yeah. Damn Hessians. Yeah, the, the Hessians, yeah, that's right. Not the British, the Hessians. Yeah, actually, I think of that. Because they were having a drunken <laughs> Christmas <laughs> celebration. It's actually good. I don't have to point that one out because at the very end, I had a couple other things. So I'll give the one, but one of them was, like the Germans in Trenton when on Christmas Eve, George Washington crossed the Delaware. <laughs> you, you might have seen this painting. <laughs> this is fairly famous. Yeah. And even if you haven't, uh, I know Jody and I have both mentioned it several times over the past several Christmases. <laughs> we have. <laughs> well, our episode has, I, our podcast has, I don't remember which one of us actually mentioned it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, but now that you're saying it that way, I'm going to go with me. <laughs> you're probably right revolutionary wars like I, I i get into that crap oh yeah yeah that's that's like my favorite period of american history yeah it's good anyway. to say mine too but that's redundant <laughs> okay so i'll start with santa claus and then then i'll get into some of the the christmas basic things okay uh as a heads up i i pulled this from several sources probably six seven eight not sure because i started I, I literally started these years ago and i that, finished it up now that that is several or a few anyway yeah it's more than a couple <laughs> negative three <laughs> uh, but i i do want to give a specific shout out to a wonderful post by 
Lucy Levine. Okay. Um, because she she has a couple of really good write ups, and one of the big things was uh, her blog. I, I think she actually wrote it for New York Magazine, but it's online. But it's called "In the 1800s: A Group of New York City Artists and Writers Created the Modern Day Santa Claus." Uh, it's it's not that I pulled more from her, but I found hers particularly well written, so I want to give her credit. Or I'm assuming it's a her. Uh, Lucy spelled with an I E, but you know what, whatever to the, to them, to they, to her, to whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I pulled from several. But I, you know, shout out to to Lucy. Could be short for Lucifer, but yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's 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 uh, that's what Amenadiel called him in the series. <laughs> On the first day of Lucifer. <laughs> Now, 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 now I've got Chuck Billy from Testament singing Silent Night with death metal vocals. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. Actually, actually, that's my favorite version. It's not a bad one. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Testify. No. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I'm ready to move on. Actually, I don't have many outtakes yet. This is fine. I'm, I may do. All the outtakes may be before the episode started. <laughs> so anyway, St. Nicholas. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, he rides to New York with the Dutch. Uh, oh, and oh, so, so uh, New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> which, which was once Constantinople. No, sorry. <laughs> you know, as much as I don't love 80s music, safety dance and... Uh, and it's not called Constantinople. What the hell is it called? Um, it was once Constantinople. When it changed, nobody knows. What the hell is that called? Yeah, I don't know. Well, whatever. I was going to say it's another one of my favorite, and it is. But that's how much I didn't give a shit about that type of '80s new wave music. Even my favorites are like, you know, that one song, <laughs> Constantinople song. At the end, maybe I'll call Donnie and put him on speaker and ask him. I bet he knows. <laughs> Probably does. Anyway. St. Nicholas first arrived in New York, New Amsterdam. <laughs> uh-huh. With, with the Dutch. Mm-hmm. Although it was much more of a St. Nicholas before we turned him into Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the 18th century, New York, yes. Santa... I thought you were saying something. Wait, eight, 18th century? Yeah, so... Okay. Uh, that 1700s. 1700s, okay. All right, just yeah. want to make sure I was thinking the right uh terminology here you you are good my good man well i knew that yeah yeah i'm really good yeah that's what she said and no comment (laughs) that was even twice today high five (laughs) (laughs) so anyway in 18th century new york santa was technically first a revolutionary well yeah speaking of revolutionary times uh because Santa Claus was held up by a hero, and this is one of the big people. When I started giving names, there are three, four, five people that you'll hear me name. And uh-huh. these are the people that turned American Christmas into what we now know as American Christmas. One, that makes sense. Yeah, the ones who turned it from a slosh fest to uh, a family-friendly-ish, depending on your family. Yeah. You know, for, for, <laughs> for a given level of what's not. Yes. Ooh, what's not? Yeah. Hmm. Ah, damn, that is a beaut. <laughs> it's a peach, huh? 
So anyway, uh, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. hero as John Pintard, he, uh, born May 1759, passed away June 1844. He was the founder of the New York Historical Society. Oh, and uh, all right, yeah, and a patriot. He was described as animated, cheerful, energetic, versed in the classics, law, history, geography. He's a successful businessman, an avid collector of historical artifacts, he, and he was a supporter and an instigator of important social causes, which also include did telling the British to fuck off. Served actually in the revolutionary, in the revolutionary, in the revolution. Uh-huh. Was good friends with George Washington and became interested in New York's Dutch history as a matter of anti-British sentiment. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, because St. Nicholas was revered in the Netherlands as a patron saint of children, Pintard considered him to be a worthy anti-British symbol and a meaningful link to New York's Dutch past. Cool. Yeah, so Pintard lobbied to have St. Nick formally declared patron saint of New York City and in the early 1800s, began to celebrate the festival of St. Nicholas at the New York History's... New York, <laughs> Jesus, I, this is not my even second beer that I've talked about. <laughs> <laughs> my day was also rough, but that's beside the point. <laughs> The uh, Pintard lobbied to have St. Nick formally declared patron saint of New York City and in the 1800s, and they celebrated the Festival of St. Nicholas at the New York Historical Society. There we go. Ah. Yeah. Uh, in 1810, prominent New Yorkers gathered on December 6th, the, satr- the, the Satron's Paints Fate? Yes. The Saints, the Saints Feast Day. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, Seamus. <clears throat> They gathered on December 6th, the Saints Feast Day, to toast Sancta Claus. And mm-hmm. at this time, many New Yorkers got caught up in the fast, fast Jesus, fuck. <laughs> the festivities is what happens when you sell your soul for Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that reference. <laughs> Good job, Cap. <laughs> Anyway, a lot of New Yorkers got caught up in the festivities surrounding St. Nick, including the writer, who we've discussed on this podcast, Washington Irving. Oh! Yeah, specifically, I've heard of him. Yeah, specifically, or what, 200th anniversary of Sleepy Hollow we did last year or the year before? Yeah! Yeah. One of those. Somewhere in there. Uh, but Irving, born April 1783, passed away November 1859, which, by the way, was the same year as birth, not, not 1859, but 1783 was the same year as the ending of the revolution and mm-hmm. the Treaty of the Treaty of Paris, where the U.S. was recognized as its own country. Yeah. And four years before the Constitution was written, of course, 1787, but it wasn't ratified until 1788 and took effect in 1789. Uh-huh. See, I add context. And these notes are a conglomerate, but context is me. Woo! <laughs> context, Ooh. Drink. Well, us, but you know, in this case, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm taking a drink. Yeah, good. Uh, me too. Anyway, uh, the, uh, uh, the he helped get established the legend of Saint Nick in New York, as well as the legend of the Knickerbockers. Knickerbockers. Yeah, I don't mean the basketball team, but this is where the basketball team got their name. Yes. The Knickerbockers defined as a descendant of the early Dutch settlers of New York, but it wasn't the Dutch in New Amsterdam who referred to themselves. And their progeny, it was Washington Irving. (laughs) (laughs) Here, which is something we've kind of discussed, and I'll I'll get more into here in a second when we get to the history of Christmas itself, but Santa Claus specifically, in 1809, Irving penned 
Knickerbocker's History of New York mm-hmm. under the pseudonym of Diedrich Knickerbocker. Ah, and see, there, it, you, there you go. Yeah. There, there it is. It's a satire Dutch period with St. Nick as a central figure to its narrative. Cool. Yep. With all this, Santa finds his way to New Amsterdam and Santa St. Nicholas adorned the first ship that carried the Dutch to Manhattan so that the saint watched over their voyage. Cool. But here, he was equipped with the low, broad rim, broad brimmed hat, huge pair of Flemish trunk hose. <laughs> yeah, want to maybe want to see my huge <laughs> trunk hose? In <laughs> a, a pipe that reached the end of the bowsprit, which is the spar that extends that extends off the the front, the prow. You know, if you've ever seen those cool things that extend off and they have a mermaid or something, that's part of the bowsprit. Yes. Or bow bow sprit. Bow sprit would probably be more accurate. I'm just not a nautical person. Bow, yes, bow. Bow. I, I it's, called, bow. it's called the bow. It is, yeah. Some of the characteristics we see in Santa Claus today are present in Knickerbocker St. Nick. For example, he appears in a dream sequence riding over the tops of trees in that self-same wagon wherein he brings his yearly presents to children. Ah. Yeah, so, but here it's a wagon. We'll, we'll get to the sleigh soon, but it's a wagon for now. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, you know, in, in this thing they talk about how um, there's there's pious ceremony and religion still celebrated and observed by the ancient families, but they also talk about the hanging up of a stocking at the chimney on Saint Nicholas Eve. It'd be filled. Yeah, and and because we're talking about American Saint Nicholas, I'm not going to get into the original stories where Saint Nicholas actually brings boys back to life after they've been chopped up. That's that's European. Who chopped them up? Uh, well, uh, so quickly. You, you, some... you, well, I was going to say, you know what? Never mind, because that's European, and you're talking about American. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll do that next year. Okay. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's a yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, by the early 19th century, he was indeed the patron saint of the most excellent city of New York. Oh, did not know that. Yep. And by the 1820s, he'd be not just. The patron saint, he'd be downright married because in 1822, here's the third of our peoples. Uh huh. Clement Clark Moore. Oh, something and, tells me I should know that name. Yeah, well, you will hear in a second after I tell you that he's born July 1779, passed away July 1863 in a very well to do New York City family who pinned Twas the Night Before Christmas a visit from St. Nicholas. That's what I thought. Yeah. And here's where we get some more of our modern day Santa Claus things. Yes. But I do want to mention quickly, because we've been talking about colonial times, that Uh Benjamin Moore, Clement's father, assisted in officiating at George Washington's inauguration. Also read the last rites of Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah. So he's he's in the colonial times. Yeah. Yeah. But to move on with Clement Clark Moore. Yes was a professor and uh-huh. he wrote the night before christmas to entertain his six children basing his version of santa claus on a plump dutch neighbor and this is where we got the whole idea for the jolly saint nick we know because it for the first time remarks santa riding in a sleigh instead of the wagon like we just mentioned in knickerbockers yeah also the first time of having a round belly like a bowl full of jelly mm-hmm. so this is where the chubby santa debuts okay but they do think and by they this is a few of the things i saw that the sleigh was inspired 
for Santa from Moore's own because he got the idea as he came up with the poem or riding a sleigh through a snowy Chelsea with his family. But uh, unlike Santa's sleigh that was driven by reindeer, Moore's mm-hmm. sleigh was driven by slave labor. Yeah. So, I mean, this is pre-Civil War. Yeah. But it was in the North, so, you know. Well, there were, yeah, there, it, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, still, still wasn't perfect anywhere. Right. And more to move on from that less than happy thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think our STD talk at the top of the episode was better than this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Moore was the first to fix the number of Santa's reindeer at eight, and he actually named them. Uh-huh. His, his name, his name personally was not initially associated with the poem because it was published anonymously. I bet you can't say that five times fast. All right, let's go. Anonymously, 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 anonymously. Damn it. <laughs> If you would have said three, I had it. Is that fourth one that fucked me? <laughs> Shit. Oh, so anyway, it was published anonymously <laughs> in the Troy Sentinel on November 23rd, 1823. But in 1829, the editor revealed the author belonged by birth and residence of the city of New York. Now, I will say, because we have mentioned this in a previous episode, probably two or three years ago, it wasn't last year. That there's a controversy that some people say it's Henry Livingston Jr. who's actually the author of this. Not sure what episode it was because I've not gone back to listen to him yet for this season from our previous. But I know it's in there someplace and I tend to lean on the Clement Clark Moore side. But there there are some good arguments for both. Hmm. Okay. But I'm going to stick with Moore because that's what most historians go with. Yeah. So when I say while Moore was the first to describe Santa rather than Livingston, Mm -hmm. and this being a happy, jolly St. Nick type of episode, and I'm not going to talk smack about either. It was the cartoonist Thomas Nash. Nash, (laughs) Thomas Nast, N-A-S-T, born 1840. Do what? (laughs) Why? N-A-S-T-Y. I I was trying to decide if I want to say Thomas B. Nasty or not. (laughs) I got your I got your I got your joke. I was trying to think if I want to go for it or not. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Proceed. I'll proceed and Thomas B. Nasty. Passed away in 1902. <laughs> so the youngest of the four I'm really going to get into, and here's the fourth, uh-huh. was the first to depict St. Nicholas as the jolly man we know him because he created the now iconic image of a red-suited Santa Claus from his desk at Harper's Weekly. Yeah. At this point, Santa became in all shapes and sizes. All sorts of artists tried doing things, but it was the German boy, German boy, German born, which technically I'm not wrong. <laughs> The German-born Nast based his image of Santa on Moore's descriptions and his own knowledge of German folklore and pretty much gave Santa's look of a white beard, black boots, red suit and captured his lifestyle with Santa at the North Pole and his toy factory and his elves. And that is the Santa Claus that Jody mentioned goes into marketing. It wasn't Coca-Cola, but Coca-Cola has done a fine damn job 
of co-opting Santa to sell their Cokes. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I like Coke over Pepsi anyway, although both are fine. But that is Santa Claus. Cool. Yeah. Now, do you want to hear about Christmas? Sure. Good, because I got the notes here. <laughs> I could do this as a two-parter, but we have some Snoopy shit for the next episode. <laughs> All right. Yep. Washington Irving. I'm going to jump back to Washington. Don't hurt yourself. <clears throat> I'm not sure where to go now because you said that. I was going to do something. I was going to, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> so, Washington Irving, <laughs> he yes. had traveled to England in 1815, where, because of various and personal and professional interests, kept him over there until 1832. He had caught up in a lot of culture of Christmas. And as Jody and I mentioned, I, I think in the Sleepy Hollow episode a year or two ago, but definitely in a, a Yuletide episode, uh huh. he wrote the sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon Gentleman. I remember talking about that, yes. Yeah, which uh, went out to American readers in 1819 because it was serialized 1819-1820 and just contained essays and short stories, including Sleepy Hollow. So uh, obviously that's where we talked about it. But it's pieces on Yuletide helped revive interest in the holiday, a holiday that really wasn't celebrated in America. People didn't even get the day off. Oh, yeah. So this was a huge impact on American culture with these Christmas essays. I think four in this, but anyway, however many. Uh, Because Irving wrote about the fondness of old English Christmases with their dinners and dances and singing and decorations and bonfires and good cheer and and amidst the general call to happiness the bustle of the spirits the stir of affections which prevail at this period he asked what bosom can remain insensible so yeah back in america irving's homage to the holiday resonated with the public and really started driving things and i would like to point out that this was published decades before charles dickens's christmas story which was published in 1843 Yes. Yeah, almost quarter century. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, which I love, Christmas Carol. You do. But Irving went into Britain, England, saw these great things and wrote about them in America, which then transferred back to England. It's like we talked about that watershed episode, like one of our first episodes. Yeah. Where, where bounces around. Uh, American music kind of sucked, so the Brits took our, our blues and made awesome music and then we made awesome music which went back to britain and came back here (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but anyway americans embraced irving's version of christmas and they revived the holiday and it'd been banned all over but you know for for the drinking and fighting and everything and now it became more of a happy family thing that you could dance and could drink but it's just a happy thing cool but irving did see christmas also as a spiritual necessity which does go into Dickens too, because he says he who can turn church. <laughs> wow. How much have you had to drink tonight? Well, it was a rough day. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> just, just so you know, I, I, I want to record later because Jackie also had a rough day. So I picked up Mexican on the way home and we ate dinner before I, I recorded. I, but, I, I understand. But the two hours between my horrible work day and getting Mexican was full of a new, by the way, winter warmer at Scarlet Lane. <laughs> nice. 
it's only four percent but if you have four or five that that does add up it, it tends to yeah yeah uh, so anyway he said <laughs> <laughs> he who can turn churlishly away from the contemplating the felicity of his fellow beings and can sit down darkling and repining in his loneliness when all around is joyful may have his moments of strong excitement and selfish gratification but he wants the genial and social sympathies which constitute the charm of a merry christmas cool so more or less you can be a dark motherfucker and ignore people but you shouldn't yeah because of the descriptions washington irving wrote dickens actually did write to irving a letter expressing gratitude cool yeah I, so I, I i'm going to interrupt here but this is relevant actually i'm not making a joke it, it's it's interesting of the timeline for me because i i don't think of irving and dickens being in the same era but they were yeah yeah very much so yeah i just for some reason i always think of irving as earlier well you know i always did too until we started doing some of these episodes and i and i started writing some notes and doing a bit of historical because you're right you know, I think of colonial times. Okay, that's that's pre-Victorian because obviously it was George the Third, right? And then I know we had George the Fourth, but after that, like it, we went into the Victorian times. Victorian times are during, like, be pre-Civil War into a Civil War. It overlaps, but I don't yeah. think of that. No, no. I mean, you're right. That's I don't either. What do you mean things were going on on the side of America? Yeah, <laughs> heretics. <laughs> 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 we didn't say the other countries are better we're just saying things happen to this shut your hole <laughs> was, was that was that all your point yeah 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 that's, that's that's all i wanted to say no that's good i have that point later on tonight on to bring it up <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you know jody was apropos <laughs> <laughs> oh so anyway so yeah. we had written <laughs> 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 I'm just going to keep going. Irving, Irving wrote fondly of old-fashioned English Christmases. Yes. Because of the things I mentioned. Uh, but wow. he, he did talk about, to go back to one of our oldest episodes, the Wassail Bowl. Oh. Which, yeah. Yeah, we talked about in one of our earliest episodes when we talked about mead. Yes. And, of course, Wassail means, you know, the health be with you. But mm-hmm. do, you, do you remember, because I've asked you this a few times. <laughs> I'm going to preemptively say no, but I'm go ahead gonna, and ask. I'm going to preemptively agree that you're going to say no. <laughs> but if I were to go, what's sale? Do you remember the correct response? That'd be a no, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we both thought. <laughs> Drink hail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah, yeah. Or, no, I knew that. I, I, I yeah, thought it was yeah. something else. <laughs> I was, I was just i was just testing you uh, i'm glad i passed <laughs> uh, yeah i mean one's to help be with you and drink hell just means yeah drink so helps with you too more, more or less yeah yeah he talked about the sail bowl and the highly spiced and sweetened with roasted apples bobbing about the surface Ooh. and then yeah no, it sounds damn good right now uh, it does yeah yeah uh, but then he also talked about the mistletoe hung up uh at the at the peril of all pretty housemaids, which seems kind of funny, but but now now that I said it out loud, <laughs> damn druids and their mistletoe. <laughs> anyway, proceed. Okay, 
Right. Uh, thank you. I'm in nomination. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Irving described stagecoaches crowded with gift laden passengers who seemed principally bound to the mansions of relations or friends to eat the Christmas dinner and had hampers of game and baskets and boxes of delicacies and hairs dangling with their long ears about the coachman's box. And just talking about how the British, the English would have these wonderful Christmas dinners and, and be convivial with each other. Yeah. And back in America, Irving's writings resonated with the public because we didn't have anything and added to the modest Dutch Christmas traditions he had described earlier, uh, you know, in, in the previous book. Yeah. And he wrote, of all the old festivals, that of Christmas awakens the strongest and most heartfelt associations. There's a tone of solemn and sacred feeling that blends with our conviviality. Oh, I got that out right. All right. And and lifts the spirit to a state of hallowed and elevated enjoyment. And really, really, yeah, helped America decide, hey, this is okay. Uh Because really, I mean, you know, uh, after the Revolutionary War, Christmas wasn't in fail, like nobody really celebrated it. Yeah. It wasn't recognized in the u.s really at the time new year's day was the only winter holiday Mm -hmm. and puritanical communities in colonial america disapproved of the english festivities even going so far as to ban them fuckers Uh, yeah no shit yeah during the the early years the revolution and the war of 1812 a lot of americans avoided these traditions because they were suspiciously english oh yeah yeah you might be uh you might be a loyalist. Ooh, fucking Tories. Yeah. 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 And because of the fighting, drinking, and, and the Britishness and everything, uh, just kind of kind of banned. But within a decade, the publication of the sketchbook, people were greeting each other with Christmas wishes, and, and stores had all sorts of things to accommodate shoppers, and uh, just kind of gathered, you know, it's like, it like a rolling stone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling, rolling snowball. There you go. Yeah, that's more apropos. Yeah, thanks to Washington Irving. I mean, the, the the four guys I mentioned earlier really had Santa Claus, but Washington Irving is the one who brought Christmas to America, and that whole New York society with Pintard and Irving and and Nast and more really made Americans decide Christmas. Christmas can be okay. And and then my last notes that Jody hasn't mentioned, such as Trenton and. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's another thing that maybe we'll do an episode on. We may, we may not. Okay. But uh, you, you can check out the eggnog, the eggnog riot, or AKA the grog mutiny, at West Point Military Academy. It happened on Christmas Eve through Christmas morning on eighteen twenty in eighteen twenty six. I've heard of it. I don't think I've heard much, but I've heard of it. That's uh, interesting. So may, maybe we'll do that'll be my next one if I do something historically Christmas. Okay. But I think we should all raise a glass to Washington Irving. Oh, I will raise my can of American Weed Ale. I'd rather you raise your glass. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a glass. It's in my anyway. <laughs> I just want to see your can. <laughs> I ain't showing you my can. No, thank, thank baby Jesus, who's born in Christmas. <laughs> but that's it. That's what. That's what I has on on American becoming Christmassy and joyous and Santa Clausy. All right. Cool. Somehow managed to only drink the one beer before I opened up my next one. So I'll save it. All right. So, yeah, I uh, hope you all enjoy this and you're enjoying your Yule Tide season. Yeah. Should you have a drink? Keep enjoying your, your Yule Tide 
times if you want to give us a gift you can rate us review us share us <laughs> on those notes <laughs> keep enjoying your christmas we still got a couple more coming to you this month yeah but until then i'm santa james i'm evil santa jody on behalf of both of us and krampus <laughs> yes we'll talk to y'all later bye the Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Enough comedy jokes. <laughs> As opposed to dramatic jokes. Yes. You hear the one about the graveyard? Nah, bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's hard to be this awesome. Yeah, well, it's damn near impossible. You have to work at it like we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You do that while I read on. Or I, I might just listen. You could do that too. <laughs> I probably should. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or it'll go quicker if I just shut up and let you blather on and <laughs> get on with my life. <laughs>